Another week, another podcast, as they say. What's up, everybody? This is Gray and Andrew from the Doom Bound Crew. You guys hear us every week. Dimmer, my friend, what is going on? I am hanging out here, Gray. I'm enjoying a beautiful Monday morning here. It's good to chat with you. It's always a good way to start the week, buddy. Yep. Amen. I'm coming off of a vacation week. Uh, well, quasi-vacation. <laughs> this is Gray's version of a vacation. <laughs> exactly. And uh, did a bunch of work here at the house. Um, we're doing a bunch of work on our kitchen. So a bunch of tearing things apart, making them look nicer, and putting them back together. It's pretty much pretty much my week. So you come yeah. into the week, you have a functional kitchen. You come out of the week, you have a functional kitchen, and you wonder where the, the week went. Yeah, it's uh, it's mostly functional again, but m- for most of the week, it, yeah, it wasn't that functional. And it's like I broke things just to tear them back down. It's kind of like playing with Legos. I played with Legos a lot as a kid. And now my daughter, Laurel, who's two, um, loves playing with blocks. And that's exactly what we do. We build towers, then we tear them down, then we rebuild them again. It's like, well... We could have just left it before and had had a bunch of time <laughs> on our hands, but that take away the point. Did, good times. Did you get your stove put back in yet? No, that is coming later this week. So we are ovenless for a little over a week here, week and a half. Nice. But uh, that'll be creative. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to to get it in. So we haven't we had some uh, had some meat in the fridge, froze it all, and I think we're fine. It hasn't. It really hasn't been a big deal. I've kind of been surprised because we do use the the stove a decent amount. But there you go. anyways, not sure if everyone tuned in to hear us talking about frozen meat. I and don't think so. Modeling. <laughs> but if that's what you're looking for, we have a new podcast coming just for you. <laughs> coming later this fall. Just kidding. Uh, so you and I, let's start there, Dimmer. You and I talked about possibly rolling out one more podcast. And we think we want to do it. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure, pretty sure we want to do it. Why don't you give the people what they want and tell them what uh, what the vision is and what what's prompting this? Yeah. Well, where do I where do I begin? Um, That's the problem. I should have asked a more <laughs> scoped question. First of all, let's start with let's start with uh, what we don't do well, but we want to do. Yeah, I think one thing that I really appreciate as a business owner is just when business owners are uh, transparent in running their businesses, that means like sharing the highlight reel and the blooper reel, I guess. <laughs> um, but just being honest about how they run their businesses. And I get a lot of inspiration in those from those kinds of people. Um, and so one thing that I don't think that we do well here is tell our own story. Uh, just bringing you guys kind of behind the scenes a little bit into the day, day-to-day, in-and-out um, just bumps of the journey, really. Um, you know, we bring a lot of people on here that share their stories, that share their successes and what worked well. Uh, and I think it can be a little bit intimidating to look at those people sometimes and just think, wow, they must have their act together. That Things just seem to go really, really well for them or things just really took off for them. Uh, but that's not, that's not the truth behind the scenes. You know, everyone's soldiering on through a journey and we are no different here at Do Inbound. Um, and so the like the one of the early impetuses here was, hey, let's get out there and let's do a better job of just kind of dialoguing through our week to week business decision making and share that with people. Um, you know, we're in the software space, but we're in a software space very focused towards agencies. And at the end of the day, we're still leading a team of people, which we are all doing in business. And so I think there's things we can all learn from each other there. It doesn't need to be 
you know, we don't need to grow an agency to share advice that can help agency people out. And we don't need to always listen to software people to learn how to grow a great software company. Um, so that was the first impetus, Gray, that I mean, we've been talking about that for a long time. Um, but what, what kind of brought this to a head was twofold. Number one, for about this, the past six months, we've been doing something cool internally where every Thursday, Gray and I record like a between five and 15 minute update. We call it the co-founder recap, and we send that out in video form and MP3 form to our virtual team. Um, and yeah, we are, we're a remote team here at Do Inbound. Uh, we've got people in the U.S., we've got people um, all over the world, and it's a phenomenal team of just fantastic go-getters, um, and I'm just so proud of them. They're a great crew, uh, but it's been really, really fun to just kind of share an update so that the product team knows what the marketing team's up to, the marketing team knows what the product team's up to, and everyone knows what the business cult, the, the business climate's like, like sales, overview of finances, those kinds of things. Just kind of being as transparent as we can uh, with our team and sharing with them what we've got going down, uh, and that's been really helpful, but then also a chance to really celebrate people, celebrate how the different uh, team members are contributing in their unique roles, kind of displaying their giftedness in different in different areas of the company. And since we are a remote team, it's hard to gain that side of things rather than just like doing work together. So um, before I move on to the next thing, Gray, I'll just kind of toss it over to you to get your thoughts on how you've, what you've learned through that experience and, and kind of how you've seen it play out. Yeah, I think it's been, everybody really enjoys it because we do have, you know, we've got like our, weekly team meetings um, where we're connecting, whether that's the growth team or the product team, um, bringing the whole team together where we're connecting. But those, especially because of the time zone differences um, where we've got, you know, you and I here in Eastern or in the Eastern time zone, but we've got uh, Vladimir who uh, goes by Vova as his nickname. Um, he's one of our lead devs. He's out in, Bali right now and um, he's here in the US early th earlier this year which was very convenient to be in the same time zone but now he's 12 hours um, on the other side of the world from us so those meetings aside from the fact that everyone's trying to do work and we try and run those efficiently um, a lot of those meetings are just hard to have kind of stretch out and spend more fun time together because of time zone differences and what what's working for everyone's schedule so the video just sharing a lot of the stuff that not everyone is necessarily they could tune into, but is not necessarily tuned into. Um, it's just a cool way to kind of give them, here's what's going on, whether personally or um, professionally, just kind of how things are right now in a more human way than just seeing the Slack stream or updates from wherever. So I think that's been cool. I didn't know when we first started that, whether that would be something that we just do for a couple of weeks. People will be like, yeah, you know what? We don't really need this or whether that would actually be a hit. And I think it's, um, I think it's been appreciated and been cool. So that's, that's an idea. If you are running a virtual team, you're just doing a once a week, what's going on because <clears throat> you've got people on the product team who aren't in tune with every single thing that's happening. You know, how many demos do we have this week or <clears throat> do we have new customers? What's this customer story? Um, here's a success story from people who are using it. Here's a, uh, an issue that we're running into and trying to figure out how to solve, like sharing all that stuff. It just brings everybody together and is it's a motivating tool. So, yeah, um, I think it's like connection building, momentum building, uh, motivation. There's a lot of different things. That it's just giving everybody a chance to get to know each other better too um, by hearing that. I think people know more about 
how do we react to certain things that have, how do we react when things go well, how do we react when things go poorly? I kind of get to see some of that uh, through that co-founder recap. Yeah, that's been really cool. So, and, I mean, your team always hears about when things aren't going right for a customer, you know, like if a client's not having a good day or they're not, there's a situation where there's a client fire, like the whole company knows about that in the agency setting, like, but, and in, in the software setting, it's, it's really no different. If someone's having a bug that's going on, we're not sure why something's happening the way it is. You know, the team knows about that and they're working hard to fix it so that that customer has a great experience where, unless you're careful, there aren't as many channels as to share those successes. Like when a customer's really happy or when we were able to really kind of change a customer's day and make them feel great about their situation, turning something sour into something sweet, having the co-founder recap and the weekly team meetings is like two channels to, to share those good vibes uh, from our customers to the team that's kind of behind the scenes building things out. That's really cool too, cool too, because it kind of helps provide a connection for them between the work that they're doing and the people at the end of the day who are kind of enjoying the fruit of that labor. Um, so it's been a cool way to, to kind of bridge that gap too. Yeah, for sure. I, different, I think there are some people who I've, well, I guess I've got two different thoughts here that I, I can go to two different directions. One is like there's a, a group of people who I've really enjoyed kind of learning when they put something out of like, here's behind the scenes what's going on or here's how we do something. I really appreciate it. Sometimes it's very tactical and stuff I can take. Sometimes it's just here's what I'm going through. Um, like the first one of the first people that comes to mind is Josh Pigford at Barometrics. Um, he's got a lot of like a lot of the articles that he writes and podcasts that he puts out are more how to like, here's the problem we had. Here's how, you know, how we use intercom to run our business or here's how we hire or here's, you know, whatever it is. Um, some more of the tactical stuff that a lot of times we'll get into here on, on inbound agency journey or some of the other podcasts, but especially on Twitter, he's very active on Twitter. And a lot of that is just like, here's, here's what I'm dealing with or what we're going with. You know, there's a lot of, uh, good stuff, good resources, um, stuff that he's learning, but also just, uh, just a lot of stuff that he's willing to share. Um, and obviously they've, they've made all of their, or, or a lot of their financial metrics, um, open. So, uh, so people kind of have an idea of how the business is going. And then, so that allows then for some commentary on that from him on how I'm feeling about things or reacting to things. Yeah. And that kind of leads into, and there's, there's a number, I mean, I think probably back in the day, Pat Flynn, from Smart Passive Income was one of the first people who you and I probably became aware of who was really doing a good job of sharing kind of the journey that he was on and uh, and open sourcing some of the the financial side of things as well, which then that kind of tell, I mean, that is at the end of the day, the business is, are you making money? Like, where's that money coming from? Yeah. Are you spending money? Are you profitable? Are you keeping any money? Um, so I think a lot of transparency kind of hinges off of what are those numbers? So you, one thing that you and I have talked about a little bit is like, what's the right level of transparency? Is that, is that good to share those? Obviously the, the upside is everybody knows and we can talk about everything and it's all open. And the downside is that there's a lot of issues and even people who've shared those numbers, Josh himself um, and a bunch of other people have said, you know, there's a lot of downsides that weren't foreseen in addition to the, ones that you did know about, you know, do we unveil all these numbers and people think, wow, they're a lot smaller than we thought, or, uh, they're, you know, people on your team are like, wow, there's all this money coming in. Where does that get, you know, are, what are, what are the issues that you may or may not run into? And, uh, obviously on our team, 
those, you know, internally, a lot of those numbers are, uh, are transparent, but externally, are there more upsides or downsides and figuring out, uh, what fits and also just your personality, what you're comfortable with everybody knowing or not knowing. Um, so I think figuring out, that's one of the things that's kind of held us back. I think in the past is I don't know what the right mixture is. You and I in one-to-one conversations, I think there's very little that, that we aren't willing to share, um, most of the time, but what, you know, once you publish something to the entire world, uh, it just feels a little bit different in that situation. So what's the, I think that's kind of held, at least held me back is I don't know exactly what the right mix of transparency and non-transparency is. You know, Josh, most people are willing to share what they're, uh, you know, what they're not most people, but most of the people who I think of in this space who are doing, who are kind of embracing the transparency buzzword and and putting that stuff out there are willing to share the revenue side a lot fewer are willing to share the expense side of things and where that money goes and then of the people who are doing that there's still very few examples buffer might be the only example i can think of where they're actually willing to then share you know here's what i said payroll was but here's roughly what you know what people in specific roles are getting paid so a lot of that I think a lot of that is, uh, you know, even the people who say that they do it, there's very few people who are fully transparent. So figuring out there's, there's some spectrum, there's people along a lot, everywhere along that spectrum and what's right for us, um, in terms of internally and externally has been something that I've thought about, but have not really come up with a, here's exactly where I want to be with that. Yeah. And there's a lot, yeah, it's a big conversation to have right there and a lot to chew on just internally figuring out where do we go how do we divide things in the company and then how do we divide things outside so where we're playing our role in right now is just we're going to loop our plan is to loop people more into the story into the dialogue into kind of the conversations and the decisions that we make week to week and then hopefully you'll be able to grab some lessons learned and hopefully you'll share some lessons learned through that so that's the vision there if you are on the if you're on our list uh if you ever grabbed any content from us anything like that you can uh be looking out for that because we'll be making announcements around the new show um here in a little bit and another thing we'd love to hear from you guys is like what medium do you like we've thought about facebook live we've thought about recording it in a video format and then scheduling that out thought about audio only like this thought about all three uh so if you have thoughts on that like just how you like to consume content we would love to hear that from you you can uh you can hit us up on Twitter. We're easy to find there. You can find, you can email us just Andrew or Gray at doingmud.com. Share your thoughts there. Um, but another impetus for all of this, Gray, was a recent um, team shakeup that we had here at Doing Mud that kind of rocked us a little bit. You want to kind of give us the intro to that? Yeah. Well, I think that's so. That's exactly right. And this was going to lead into a couple of different things, but we lost a core team member. Uh, from the Do Inbound team, who's been a big part of the team here for a couple of years now, Ryan Herman, who was formerly our head of agency success and basically ran a lot of our demos, picked up a lot of the uh, support side of things as well. Those were kind of the two big pieces that he um, that he was helping to lead was when people schedule demo, you know, jumping on demos and providing demos for people, and then also the the customer support side of things. So he's been on the team since it was a team of, I guess he was team member, either four or five. We hired two people at the same time. 
Um, and so was with us for what, number two and a half years, a little over two years. Yeah. Over two years at least. Yeah. Um, so, and it really, I, I think he's, he and I hosted inbound sales journey together. Um, that's our sales podcast. I think a very talented salesperson, um, awesome guy to have on the team and still a great friend of ours. Had another opportunity, um, at another startup. One of the things I think this is, this is one of the things that we, uh, like another reason to maybe jump on and share some of this stuff publicly is just understand, thinking about, you know, one of the things we never really thought about or didn't think about a ton, at least initially was just the, the personality types that people, you know, when I, when we first went remote with the company, how does that fit with different personality types? And that was, I think the hardest point for Ryan loved the job, loved interacting with people, um, and was very good at it, but working remotely, what is not, not a great fit for his personality. Um, so that was a challenge. And obviously there's ways to get around that, you know, we'd get together in person, uh, as frequently as possible, especially get kind of a small group of us that are all within, you know, within a day's drive of each other together at least once or twice a month. Um, but that was, that was a challenge. So anyways, Ryan here at the, uh, about a month ago, <clears throat> I guess what beginning of August, 2017, um, left the team to take another, uh, another position, which ironically enough is with a, with an organization where the leadership team we're good friends with as well. Um, so with that said, that's been a little bit of a, I, I, there's like this mixed feeling of you want people, especially the people on our, on our team and the people who we're friends with, um, all of whom are, uh, you know, there's overlap there. I think we are friends with everybody's on the team. Um, you want them to find, maybe I shouldn't, maybe that's, I shouldn't that's a weird way to put it. <laughs> yep. I'll be your friend. You Will want, you be my friend? <laughs> please check yes or no. You want them to find, uh, the thing that is ultimately going to be the best position and role for them. So on that side of things, if that's true in this situation, then I'm really happy, and, uh, really happy for Ryan. But the flip side of that is it's a, as a business owner, it's a, a punch in the gut to lose one of your best people and team members who's been there for a while in an important role. So I think just having the opportunity to kind of share, Hey, here's, uh, here's a situation. Here's what's happening with us. Here's how we're feeling about it. Um, and how do we handle that and move forward from there and some of the lessons that we're learning, decisions we're making and how we process that even just emotionally and some of the things that we went through. So that, I mean, even that process of what that looked like, how we handled that, what we did might be helpful for people who come up in that situation. At least they know here's, here's the wrong way or here's the right way to, to handle that and deal with that. So that was a business that was, we haven't really, I mean, there's, there's, uh, customers who have asked or who we've interacted with, um, on that side of things, but that hasn't, we haven't really publicly announced that. I mean, we, I think that's another thing that we don't do a good job of. We don't make a public announcement when we bring somebody on board. We don't really make a public announcement when we, when we lose somebody either. Um, and both of those things do happen. So I think just giving people a little bit more transparency and visibility into what's going on here at Doom Inbound is going to be a good thing for us. Yeah. At like, oh, like, first of all, this was a really hard thing. Like, it was, I remember I got, Ryan called me on a Friday afternoon, 
It was like four. Terrible timing, by the way. It was horrible. If you're about to quit your job, don't do it to your don't do it to your boss on Especially Friday. Especially if you four. know that your bosses are like are some of your best friends, and uh, and like having you on the team. Friday at four. Not not the ideal time. Sorry, carry on. No, that was like it was a gut punch um, because we didn't see it coming. We had just done an, an on site where we were all hanging out, had a fantastic time. Um, and we were talking about, you know, our plans for the year and everything. So it was just really surprising to to learn that he had been talking to another company, that he had already come to an agreement with that company, and that in two weeks he was going to be gone. Um, so there's kind of like a shock of it, Gray, that kind of set me back a little bit. Um, and like working with your friends is hard. Everyone tells you, like, don't get into business partnerships with your friends. Um, and... I feel like so I go back and forth, Greg. Is like sometimes it's like, yeah, that's that's phenomenal advice. You should definitely listen to that. But other times, like I, I would not be in business anymore if it wasn't like going through this with you and that we're like best friends. Um, and like having Ryan there as like a core team member, when he said he's gonna go, like you just you hit this like rush of feelings. Like you're first of all, you're like the shock of like, what are you? No, you're joking, right? Like. <laughs> You're kidding, right? This is right. this isn't actually happening right now. But at the same time, it's like it's your buddy, so you're like, that sounds like a really good opportunity. I'm really excited for you. Um, and then at the same time, you're like, what? Like, how can you do this? Like, we are we're building something together, and it's like we're laboring. And then all of a sudden, you look over to your left, and like the guy who was working next to you for the last two and a half years is just walking away. And you're like, what the heck? Like, um, I'm. That hurts, you know, like that, even though like he's got his life, he's got his career move, like when you labor next to someone and as an owner, like in a startup, you serve those people, like we're bootstrapped, like we're the owners take the paycheck last. And so when a team member walks away, there's this swallowing of your pride that needs to happen to say like, hey, I chose this path as an owner. They've got the right to do that. I'm. I have a choice. I can be bitter about this or I can be excited for them. Um, and I've been bitter about it in the past. And with Ryan, I didn't want to do that. And he was really gracious through the process too, just like um, really wanting to make sure we transition well as friends. And I really appreciated that. But yeah, that that first phone call and even like the week after that, Gray, it was just kind of like shock and awe of like, what is happening? How are we going to process all of this stuff? Um, and fortunately, it was more so like, where I'm losing one of my one of my best buddies that I work with every day, um, and we can talk about this a little bit. Like the process side of it was a really smooth transition, and I'm like really thankful for that. But it's it's a gut punch right. when you invest so much time and money into somebody, and then they just kind of walk away to to chase their dream, and they kind of you're still there building. You're like, what the heck, guys? I thought we were having a good time. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I feel like we could go on for a while about what this process was like going through it because you and I, we probably talked about, I don't know if we talked about this on this podcast, but when we brought Ryan onto the team, um, we were, you know, we went to college together. You and I were his, uh, RAs his freshman year on his hall. That's how we got to know each other. Originally we've had a relationship for a long time. Um, so to have somebody, you know what, let's save all of that and let's get into that on our, on our new podcast. That's going to be, uh, I think that there's a lot to dig into there. And let's just talk about for right now what the uh, kind of a lesson that's come out of that 
um, on the process side of things, because you and I, have, we've gone through this before. We've lost salespeople. We've lost servicing people, um, especially at our agency at Guava Box. Um, not as frequently because Ryan was our first sales hire here at Do Inbound. Um, but certainly people in other roles have have come and gone. Um, and we've not always been in a good position when that happens. So here we've got the person who outside of you and I had been on the team the longest here at Do Inbound and was running 100% of our, our demos and a good chunk of our support. Um, so a lot of interactions uh, that are happening on a day-to-day basis, which in a lot of organizations, that is a, that's a really terrible loss because a lot of the relationship-driven positions often tend to also be the least process-driven positions. Um, so let's just talk about it from a process side. Has it surprised you or, uh, any, any takeaways, I guess, based on the experience and you're, we were welcome to describe the experience, but any surprises on what this transition last six weeks or whatever has, has been like Dimmer? Um, yeah, I've been surprised. (laughs) I've been surprised at how smooth the transition has been. Um, like we've divvied up a lot of the support responsibilities among the team and that's gone really well. Um, we've been, it kind of helped us double down on like the knowledge base side of things, the, um, FAQ side of things like having, we had some good processes. Ryan had documented like responses and continued to document help articles and videos and stuff like that. So having that baseline in place made it really smooth to just kind of distribute that across more people. So the support side was really good, and our support times haven't dropped at all since he's been gone. Um, and then on the sales side of things, which is obviously like the more time intensive, that transition has gone fairly well as well. Um, and I think just having having a scoped sales system in place that where we we knew each kind of each phase in the process, and we knew what the follow ups needed to be, and we had regular touch points like all of those logistics that come together, Gray having all of those documented and well understood and templated made it easy to just change a few meeting links. Um, and obviously there were conversations that were midstream that needed to be completed, but for any new conversations that started up, it made it a pretty, I mean, you can speak of this a lot better than I can, cause you're the one having all of those conversations now. Um, but it, from my side of things, from the onboarding side of things, it's been a really smooth transition to just see how we've been able to jump from one to the other because we have a, a sales system in place that we're following. Right. Yeah, I think I've I've really been very pleasantly surprised because it hits you. And this is, by the way, none of this is to say like Ryan wasn't valuable on the team or wow, this is actually really easy. What were we, what were we paying him for? Um, it's definitely been an added workload. But <clears throat> in terms of just kind of allocating that out among the rest of the team and people getting up to speed on what needed to happen in Ryan's absence, a huge difference in what's happening here versus the early days of guava box when you'd lose somebody and that whole like skill set and component of the business kind of walks out the door with them so because so many things here are systematized and documented and already in place it's just way more achievable for us to pick up um right where ryan left off it means a couple more hours here and there you know scattered around the team it's it's not like that time just just doesn't exist because systems like even if you have systems you still have to work the systems that doesn't change the fact that you have to do the inputs however it's way more efficient and uh and it really has been 
a pretty smooth transition. I think when you lose someone, especially on the sales side of things, you kind of like one of the first thoughts in a lot of organizations is, especially if that's your only salesperson, one of your only salespeople, like what's going to happen to sales? Are we still going to like, are we still going to have new customers coming in or on the support side of things? What's going to happen to customer retention? Um, and to have there not be a, you know, not be a drop off on either of those, um, kind of speaks to the, the systems that we have in place. So that like, they're far from perfect. There's a lot of improvement there that still needs to come, but compared to what we've gone through in the past, compared to a lot of organizations, they're in a really good place. Um, and that's been really exciting and, and cool to see on the, on the flip side of that. So, yeah, I think, I think you're exactly right. It's been a, it's been a pretty smooth transition overall and it really, I think you kind of summed it up, um, pretty well saying it, it really feels like, it doesn't feel like we lost a salesperson or we lost a customer support person. It just feels like we lost a, a good teammate, you know? Yeah. And it's been funny, like one of the last projects Ryan was working on was wrapping up, um, enhancements to our agency sales system training course so that's one of the one of our flagship courses here is like a whole course where ryan breaks down the sales system that we follow at at do inbound that we implemented at guava box and that now tons of agencies have implemented um where it just breaks it down step by step understanding the phases the follow-ups and all that kind of stuff and so i've been working through like i'm putting together the training series like the launch series for this and just recounting like early days at Guava Box, like those original sales stories and like just how little we knew in those early days and those expensive lessons that were learned back then. And then thinking about that in the through the lens of this situation, where we're going through now and just really seeing the fruit of having an established sales system in place in a way that we never we never expected. <laughs> like when we were when we were putting this the course together, like outlining the marketing and stuff, it's like I never expected to really test it by the fire like this, um, but it's really, it's funny how, t how timing works out um, to really see the fruit of this thing in action right now. Um, and at like a, a key time in the company too, like we're not slowing down right now, like we're in a ramp up period. Um, and so this was a, a gut punch, but it's, you got to keep fighting on. Absolutely. Yeah, it is, it is kind of ironic how like that sales system course getting revamped and the fact that we have that built, even building that course forced us to, you know, to go back and say, are we really doing, are we checking all of these boxes? Are we doing this, these things right? Um, but that, I just think back to, um, and I don't want to, this isn't like a sales pitch for that course or, you know, there's, I'm not trying to get into all the details of that, but just had we had that system or known exactly what pieces to do and actually had it documented and built out and had all of those pieces in place back in the day at Guava Box, especially early on, um, that just would have saved us, saved us so much time and headaches and made us so much more profitable um, in terms of the ability to close sales where there were, you just think back to all the deals that were on the table that, you know, there's some that you're going to lose regardless. There's a lot though that if you just do the right things and stay on top of it and make sure that things aren't falling through the cracks, um, you're going to close the deal and, and you're going to be more profitable. So I'm grateful we have it now. I don't know. Like on the, on one hand, I wish we would have changed, learned that earlier. We could have made a lot more money in, in years one and two and, and ongoing at, at Guava Box. Um, but on the flip side, we learned a lot of lessons. We have a good story to tell from it. So, uh, yep. yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I, I, I think it's been overall, 
it's hard to know. Like, would you go back in time and change anything? Maybe not because it all brings you to, to a point here later in life. But, yeah. um, but definitely cool to have it built out now. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, more deets are coming. So watch your email, watch social. We'll be talking about that here in a little bit. Um, but to kind of transition here, Gray, we'll, we're going to dive into more of that, that transitional story. Um, and another thing I want to highlight is just how the team has stepped up through that. Um, like Tristan is our, he's our, um, takes point on a lot of our marketing activity, uh, and he's really stepped up into the gap as well. So I want to touch on that. It might be the co-founder recap. We're not sure on the name yet, but stay tuned again for a new show from Gray and I, and we'd love to hear your feedback in the meantime. Just shoot us an email. Give us your thoughts on the idea, like what what would be helpful to you as you grow your business to here, uh, and then also share with us the mediums that you guys like. Uh, Andrew at doinbound.com and gray, just like the color, at doinbound.com. Just like the color. Dimmer, we should also give a shout-out that we are going to be at Inbound next week. Uh, we'll be getting into town on Sunday the 24th. I think heading out probably late the 27th, um, yep. trying, to, trying to get back in. So um, there will be more details there, but if people want to find a time to connect with us, um, just shoot us an email as well about that, and there'll be some more information going out to uh, to customers about um, getting together with us. But uh, but if you are not yet a customer, or you want to just uh, shoot us a shoot us a note ahead of time, just go ahead and send us an email as well, and we'll try and make sure that we connect up there at Inbound next week. Yeah, I mean, if you guys listen to the podcast on a regular basis, and you're coming to Boston, and we're coming to Boston, there's no reason for us not to say hi. So. Definitely. If you're not a customer, that's no problem at all. I love the chance to meet you guys, shake your hands, give you a high five, um, and uh, it's going to be awesome. And even a hug sometimes, Jeremy, that's Whoa. for you. Um, even a hug sometimes is going to be it's going to be fitting, Gray, because we got people coming together from all over the world, and we don't get to hang out that often, so it's going to be a that's fun right. time. Absolutely. Cool. Well, let's wrap up right here. Thank you for listening. Uh, stay tuned for updates coming up here in the future. And hopefully we'll see a bunch of you next week. If not, we'll talk to you in the next episode. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.